Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of 31 Days of Halloween. I think today's film is the first anthology we've had for this season. It's called Horror Noir, streaming on Shudder. We've had a very Shudder-heavy season this year. I'm not minding because I basically skipped two months without watching Shudder, so it was nice to catch up on a bunch of things. And I got to tell you, I didn't know anything about this anthology. I knew it as a documentary. Let me read you to you what I wrote. I wrote a thing. Every good anthology needs two things. It needs interesting concepts that we haven't seen before and a good theme to tie everything together. So what does that mean? You know, like interesting concepts, like types of stories that aren't like done over and over again. Like, you know, don't give me you know, a, an anthology that one's Frankenstein, one's, you know, Dracula and one's the mummy. Like, give me something super unique that I have not seen before. Even if the story is not top notch, like top tier, even if it's truncated or rushed because they have X amount of time, you know, anthologies are very interesting because sometimes you have 30 minute stories and sometimes you have 15 minute stories. Sometimes you have 10 minute stories. I think the sweet spot for a good anthology story is somewhere between the 17 minute and 25 minute mark, you know, anywhere in between there. Typically I like, you know, four to five stories, five might be pushing it. That's not to say that, you know, when we get like an anthology that has 10 stories, like I'm happy, give it like, you know, Tales from Halloween, give me, give me all of them. I love it. I, I really do love it. I never, ever get sick of it. And then the theme, again, like Tales from Halloween, everything happens on Halloween night or, you know, that kind of thing. You need a theme, Creep Show. if we're doing an EC comic, you know, and you have a wraparound story to sort of tie everything together. Uh, horror noir doesn't do that. There's no t wraparound, but the theme is there and the unique, interesting concepts are there as well. Um, and on that level, I think that horror noir really ticked both of those boxes excellently. Uh, I also really enjoyed the documentary that came out a while back as I learned a lot of genre cinema history from a black perspective. You know, I knew some things, but you know, there was a lot of stuff that was actually quite illuminating for me. This is something we just generally don't get a lot of from this perspective, truly. So it was quite a pleasant surprise for me to see Shudder just follow it up with an anthology film. I was like, dude, this makes perfect sense from a branding perspective, especially when the progressive agenda, which is a good agenda, not a bad agenda, the progressive agenda is to elevate voices and points of view that are normally relegated to a niche subgenre within the horror genre. So what do I mean by that? I mean that you have like black horror, which has existed for a very long time, but never like united under any kind of banner, any kind of like label. And I love the idea that it's horror noir. I just love that. I think it's really, really great. I love that the documentary kind of goes through the history of what horror noir constitutes. And then it's like, boom, not we're gonna we're gonna make our own horror noir on Shudder and we're gonna showcase, you know, we're gonna do an anthology film. We're gonna showcase a bunch of different people. So that really worked. Uh horror noir makes perfect sense and is actually sort of, as I said, it existed in movies like Tales from the Hood and its sequels. The sequels are kind of diminishing returns, but dude, keep making those Tales from the Hood. I will watch every single one of them. Tales from the Hood is 
has always been one of my favorite anthology films. And, uh, you know, it has a great, all those segments have really, really impactful social commentary. And up to this point with horror noir, I would say that Tales from the Hood is unmatched. Um, that's not to say that there isn't some really great stuff going on in horror noir. And I see great potential for a franchise. And I just hope they keep making these. I just want to see more and more and more. Um, it's just a great way to showcase variety uh, of stuff in a single program. And that's like my favorite quality of anthology horror. If you're not, you know, vibing with something, if it's not working for you, like a story's not working for you, or, you know, you're liking the concept, or there's something you don't like about the execution, it's like you get to wipe the slate and start anew with the next story. And usually there's always, you know, like a mediocre anthology, there's always going to be a minimum of one story that's just like the banger, that just crushes. And if they're sequenced right, because that's the other thing too, anthology horror has to be sequenced properly. You can't start off with your banger and then end on a wet note. Sometimes it, uh, anthologies do that. Uh, the really, really good ones that have sort of stories that maybe don't fire, um, uh, fi have all its cannons firing, uh, always put that that banger at the end. And I will say in the case of horror noir, that the banger is absolutely at the end. That's not to say that I didn't appreciate some of the other stories. My favorite stories were The Lake, which was the first tale, Bride-to-Be, which was somewhere in the middle, and then Sundown at the end is just the, I'll be honest, I wish that every one of them had the pizzazz, the energy, the the, the, the writing that Sundown had. It was just, it was in a, a league of its own. It was just on another level, and I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the, the Lake was interesting because... Again, it's kind of like, uh, it felt like some sort of a, a folk tale that we just had never, that I wasn't familiar with about swimming in a lake and kind of turning into an aquatic creature. If it was original, if it was an original concept, great as well. I, I really sort of liked the juxtaposition of this, this teacher who is, this pedo teacher who's into uh, underage guys. And she's like, she, she starts craving meat, teenage or otherwise, which I thought was uh, a great juxtaposition. And I also thought it was kind of funny. She's like trying to like pay them to like swim in the lake with her. And she's like, I'll give you 50 bucks to swim in the forbidden water that you've been told your whole life not to swim in. And then they're like, yeah, deal, we'll do it. And then, you know, kid gets his fingers bit off and the other kid gets eaten. It's just crazy. She's a boy eater. Uh, the, other, the, the other story that I really, really loved is Bride Before Me, which is a period piece. It's the only period piece. And it takes some historical, because here's the thing, and this is why, like, I know a lot of people are, like, kind of turned off to certain aspects, or they're like, why, you know, why is it, you know, um, why does it always focus on racism? Because it's inherent in the history. You know what I mean? Of course, horror is going to come from this stuff. That's, it's inherent to, like, it's inherent to the historical trauma of, of a people, you know? Um, so you would be, I mean, it'd be kind of crazy not to have at least one or two stories deal with that. And Bride-to-Be doesn't really deal with that, but Sundown does. Bride-to-Be is, I don't even know. I mean, it's like this crazy story that has to do with root magic, which I guess is something that's held over from, uh, you know, the, the times of, of slavery or something with, you know, maybe it has like African origins. I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not super familiar, but I thought it was really, really fascinating. I was like, this could be its own feature-length film. You know, um, 
And I loved the spider creature. Super scary, super creepy. Uh, and just, you know, I wanted to see the spider take go a step further and eat its victims. It did not, but still very, very good. And then, like I said, the banger, the one that had me cracking up at the end, you got Peter Stromare as a, I mean, basically the head of a town of racist vampires, which is something that you would imagine would come up. And it just, you know, they they take the town, basically they take the, the concept of like 30 days of night, instead of making it like a town where the sun doesn't shine, they make it a town of vampires, but it's a sundown town. Sundown towns, historically, if you're not familiar with this, basically there are towns and there are still towns in the US that exist like this. Um, if you are not white, if you are black and you are in this town after sundown, you could die. They will just kill you for being black. Literally, that's what it is. And it it has a, it just goes all the way back in, in America's history. It's part of America's ugly, ugly history that it likes to sweep under the rug. And so I thought taking the notion of a sundown town and then juxtaposing it with a vampire story and having Peter Stromare like doing the work, like trying so hard to do a Southern accent and almost succeeding, like kind of succeeding a little bit. It just, I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. I was just, I was, and you know, she even makes that, we're going to Buffy up this bitch. The dialogue was by far the best. Like it was really, really, really good. I, I just really enjoyed it. I had myself laughing and I'm pretty sure that actor is Huel from Breaking Bad. I'm not sure. Uh, it looked like Huel. Um, I'm actually looking now. Was that Huel? Please tell me that was Huel. I think so. Yep. That was Huel. That was Huel. He was great, man. He he was he was so he was he was so great. He will fights Peter Stromer. Lavelle, his name's Lavelle Crawford. So I thought, and then you know what happens is they they're they're canvassing for a black governor, a black senator. They go to the sundown sundown town to to canvas, and you know everybody is white except for this black couple who are doing the canvassing, and they're like freaking out. They even freak out about it. They're like, "Yo, we're in a sundown town. We have to get out of here." And all the white people are like. No, that's just part of history. That's not a big deal. And the black people were like, yo, like we are afraid for our lives. We have to go. It was really interesting how like the white people are kind of oblivious to what a sundown town really means for the black people. So I like that they weave that into the story. It made a lot of sense, you know, uh, considering things. So, I, I mean, overall, I was really, really happy to find this on Shudder. I really, it was a mixed bag, but I definitely enjoyed a bunch of the stories and I really want to see them make more, truly. Keep making this stuff, man. Like, this is the direction. And give me more anthologies. Give me more. I want more. You know what I want next? Give us a Jewish one, man. Give us some Jew, like, there's so much mythology in Judaism that just does not get explored. You got the Golems. You got Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. Like, you could go crazy with that stuff, you know? Give me some of that. Give me a bunch of these different sort of perspectives. I think it would be really interesting and fun to kind of see. Do a do a gay horror one. Give me, give me LGBTQ horror, you know? Um, it, it's just interesting to see the different perspectives, like what is scary to these people, you know? Because what is scary to them might not be scary to you. And I just, I like it. I like it a lot. I like seeing... Uh, variety. So definitely check out Horror Noir on Shudder.